Dear Heavenly and Gracious Father, we just come to you today at another moment thankful and grateful for allowing us to go forth in your word and in your kingdom, Lord God. We ask that you bless the sound of everybody under our voices right now, that they see, have ears to hear you and eyes to see your purpose and plans for their lives, Lord God. We ask that you preach this, not us. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good evening. The Ecclesia is back with you once more and again. None other than Pastor Shug, your voice of Generation XYZ. My name is Minister B coming at you, the X in the X, Y, and the Z. And so tonight, we want to talk a little bit about a grand week in time for the believer, and that is Passover week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so I just want to quickly start off with uh, one little known fact that I found out about the Passover. The Passover, when you look it up in the Holman's Concise Dictionary, Bible Dictionary, it will send you directly. <laughs> I love it. What is a festival? A festival, according to God's word, there were three annual festivals that required the appearance of all males at the same time. And what is a, fe a festival? It's a regular religious celebration remembering God's great act of salvation in the history of his people. So come on, Pastor Shug, let's get into it tonight. And I'll be coming from John chapter 12, starting at verse 27, and it says, its headline, Jesus foretells his death. So in red letters, it says, now my soul is troubled and I deeply and deeply distressed. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. But it is for this very purpose that I have come to this hour, this time and place. Rather, I will say, Father, glorify honor and excel your name then a voice came from heaven saying i have both glorified it and will glorify it again the crowd of people who stood nearby and heard the voice said that it had thundered others said an angel has spoken to him and jesus answered this voice has come for your sake not mine now judgment is upon this world the the sentence is being passed now the ruler of this world satan will be cast out and i if and when i am lifted up from the earth on the cross will draw all people to myself gentiles as well 
as Jews. So today, Generation XYZ, as we come into Holy Week, as we come into Passover week, we just need you to take your focus a little bit off of Easter Sunday, a little bit off of the crucifixion, just for a moment, and look at the entire picture. What we're here to do this week on the Ecclesia is to highlight not only the blood of Jesus, not only the significance of the crucifixion, not only the sacrifices he made, but the message behind the life, the week, the festival, and the celebration. So, Minister D, I know that you got some more facts about the Passover for us. Let's start it off with your facts, and I'll bring mine to the table as well. Well, of course, the first annual festival is the Passover, and it's to be celebrated on the 14th day at evening of the first month. That was Passover. Now, what's so significant about that is it started on the on the, the Hebrew calendar, the day before is actually the day of. So you'll hear some people say that it is the 15th, but it is actually the 14th because they count back. And of course, the Sabbath begins on that Saturday evening and go, that Friday evening goes through that Saturday evening, according to the Jewish faith. And so uh, just a little tidbit, just a little fact, and the the also the the fact that you know it was also known as the feast of unleavened bread unleavened bread so i'm just going to read here it says the first annual festival on the 14th day at evening of the first month was passover commemorating the final plague on egypt the uncircumcised and the hired servant were not permitted to eat at the sacrifice. The Passover was also called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Exodus 23 and 15, Deuteronomy 16 and 16, because only unleavened bread was eaten during the seven days immediately following the Passover. Unleavened bread was apparently connected to the barley harvest. And even as we hear about kind of the customs and the way Passover works, we have to remember that in the kingdom and in believers and Christianity and religion, the Passover was meant to be the high holiday that highlighted deliverance and redemption. It was the feast that we brought in to be renewed and to celebrate and praise the Lord for what he had got us through and what he has done for us since the last one. With that being said, Jesus's last Passover was significant in that very right. Seeing our Bibles, doing our research, going deeper into the word. I personally have discovered that this was not the only time Jesus visited Jerusalem or the Passover. Minister D, did you know that? That he had went to the Passover on several different occasions throughout his life. And it even talks about... um. Specifically, he attended the three pilgrims feast several times. So what we have to understand is God makes no mistakes. And even through Jesus's life exhibiting these things, it was always a message behind. So as we look at the significance of not only Jesus's life this week, not only 
Holy Week, not only Easter. We have to look at the messages behind it. So, Minister D, in those facts, do you have anything that kind of highlights the message of the week of Passover, the week, the Holy Week? Well, I think you touched on it very well when you said it's not just about the crucifixion and going back to when um, he brought us out of slavery, out of Egypt, and into eventually into the promised land. And so it just goes along with, with my faith that God doesn't just save us once. He doesn't just save us once and again. He saves us again and again and again. And that's what makes the relationship with him so rich and what makes an intimate relationship with him so key in the life of the believer. Because initially the Passover festival started as a remembrance of where he brought the Israelites from and to. And then he celebrated it along with, but it was a even that was a precursor to what he was going to do on the cross. So everything leads into another, and it all makes sense that God is not just a one-time God. He saves. He's the Savior that keeps on saving. Amen. He'll save you out of your mess. Yeah. He'll save you out of your stuff, and he'll keep saving. So and, and yeah. even just as far as you're talking about. Passover being around many other high religious holidays or high kingdom holidays that the Lord set aside for us during the Passover. It talks about how Jesus was actively in a state of praise in the temple, actively in a state of worship in the temple during these during Passover week, which I think is very significant in today's climate and today's culture that we always remember to praise that we always remember to worship. And a lot of people, we, we got the reading down, we got the researching down, we even got the prayer down, but praise and worship is what gets us through. And for the Lord to allocate a whole holiday, a whole weekend, just for that, we cannot go into church on Sunday for Easter without giving him his due praise throughout this week. It's just a disconnect, and it's almost disrespectful because we prepare for parties by going to get our suits dry cleaned, or we go get our shoes shined, or we go buy a new outfit, and we get a haircut. But we make sure that by Saturday night, when, that, when it's time to go to that party, we're all put together and dutied up and ready. You know what I'm saying? So we have to take that same approach going into Easter, going into um, the going into remembrance of the crucifixion in this Sunday. And we have to also remember the message behind the Passover, which is what I want to get into right now. And I want to start us off in Zechariah 14 and 4. And give me just a second. I'm getting to it myself. And even I'll start at the beginning of it. It says, behold, the day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you, Jerusalem, will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle and the city will be captured and the houses plundered and the women ravished and half the city will be exiled. But from but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Here's where it gets good. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle in that day his feet shall stand on the mountain of olive 
which lies before Jerusalem on the east. The mountain of olives will be split in half from east to the west by a very large valley, and half of the mountain will move towards the north and half of it towards the south. X, Y, Z, that was a lot, but stay with me and follow me as I connect this all, as the Lord connects it all. So, as we understand what was really, what was going on that week in Jerusalem during the Passover, it talks about Jesus entering in and going here. It talks about Jesus coming in through the Eastern Golden Gate. Trust me, it's real. Go look it up. Through the Golden Gate of the East and having a triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. It talks about him being amongst the people, healing. Um, showing them miracles right before their eyes, fellowshipping, talking to people, praising, worshiping. So during all of this, Jesus exhibited the full power and the full glory of God during this week, which ended up being the last week of his life. So, Mom, just touch on it for just a little bit about how intricate our walk is how intricate our relationship is because i think a lot of people look at a relationship with the lord kind of from a surface level standpoint of okay i'm gonna pray i'm gonna praise and i'm gonna read but as we get deeper in that relationship and we could even see it in zechariah 14 and 4 when it says the lord his feet shall stand on the mountain of olives which lays before jerusalem on the east and just about the prophecy of Jesus, the Messiah, entering in from Mount of, the Mount of Olives and coming through the Golden Gate. Like, that wasn't by mistake or happenstance. So just give the Ecclesia just a little bit more insight on just the intricacy of the Word of God. Well, when I think about the when you think of the Old Jesus gave it 
all up to the Lord. And he knew it was going to be and, him. And he knew before he even went into Jerusalem. He knew before <laughs> when he knew when the Israelites came out of exile that he was going to be the one to deliver. That no lamb, no blood from an animal and could he, do what he was going to do. And even and even as we go into Sunday, where we're going to talk about just the blood, the sacrifice, him knowing. Do you know as a man, because it talks about God sent Jesus here so that we can see man, that we can see what our potential to be. So even knowing how regular man, pastor should, would take the Lord showing me my death a week in advance. And mm. he said, you got to go forth anyway. And for Jesus to walk that thing out so charismatic, so peaceful, as he entered into the city, they gave him almost a parade of sorts coming into it. And he wasn't, he already knew that's tough. And that's why, you know, it during this week, we have to understand that it's already finished. That, and and that, I believe that's why God commands us to celebrate and that's why he refers to the Passover as a festival yes. that man is to celebrate for several days. God is such a good God. He said celebrate what I do. Don't just look at it in commemoration. And what is celebrating? Praising, worshiping, rejoicing, dancing. We don't do that. We don't do that enough. Do you not know that there are over 30 30 days a year, God expects us to celebrate. We're talking about Christmas one day. We're talking about Thanksgiving one day. God said, no. Have a whole festival the whole week. You ought to be praising. You ought to be worshiping. You ought to be lifting me up. Why? Because it's not even just about the blood covenant. It's oh. about what the fact that he planned it out because before let's, the beginning. Let's not forget in Matthew 21 and 16, Jesus said, and they said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus replied to them, yes, have you never read in the scripture out of the mouth of infants and nursing babies? You have prepared and provided praise <laughs> for yourself. I Hallelujah. mean, it, it, it gets deep, y'all. And if we just teach about the blood and we teach about the sacrifice, you're only getting 10% of what Jesus was really trying to show us. Let's celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this Ooh. man went down and sat and ate with Judas. Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. Still went down and prepared a meal. Still went and down. And let him kiss him on the cheek. And he said next. Sat him right there, <laughs> broke bread with him, washed his feet, and still let still let Judas kiss him on the cheek and showed him love, even when he didn't have to. Trust me, at any time Jesus could have broke this prophecy and said, "Lord, it's getting too hard." And see, that's what we do. So that's where the confusion about just the mirac the miraculousness of Jesus Christ and the Lord. That's where we get confused at because we understand the blood. We understand the death. We under we could even fathom that he died and rose again. But that message of knowing that it's going to take some sacrifice, 
the message of knowing that, Lord, you're leading me into a valley full of my enemies, and you want me to sit there and eat with them and love on them, even though they're going to betray me. Blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> oh, That's oh, what Jesus did that it night gets, before. It gets real. It gets real. And if we sit up here as the ecclesia, the New Testament church, and we do not bring this into the forefront of this week, it's a holy week. Oh, we praise and we celebrate him because the real love that Jesus came down here for us to show, it goes even deeper than the crucifixion. It goes deeper than him rising up again. It was in his life. And we cannot wait until we die and get reincarnated to get the message. Amen. Because then it's too late. We need to be celebrating. Right we got to be celebrating. Right we got to be walking it out now. <laughs> we have to be praising. We have to be worshiping. And God is unveiling this precept upon precept, not only for Generation XYZ, but for the entire kingdom to get in alignment with where he's about to take us. Because he, I, I said something earlier. I said this word is very intricate. It, it makes no mistakes. God does not mince words. Every He already said in his word, in Revelation, these days will come to pass and you will go through the same things that I have already brought you through. So generation XYZ, the days of celebrating Passover are not gone. They aren't past. In fact, they're coming back. And if you're not in tune on just where the Lord is leading his kingdom, you won't be able to get the message. You won't be able to see why Jesus told them out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared and provided praise for yourself. It gets real. So Minister D, go ahead, close us out on your end. I'll finish this up. What, what, tell us a little bit more. Come on, the spirit is high. We, we still going. The, the, the spirit of the Lord is just showing me that what he did is not just a festival. A festival is a celebration. It is an act of uh, it's an act of celebration where people come together and can be joyous and can pay homage as well as have a good time. And honestly, God has laid it upon our hearts here at the Ecclesia to do more of that because God paid it all. He paid it all. And yes, we do have to suffer. Yes, there is sacrifice in this life. But God said, don't forget to celebrate. Hallelujah. And XYZ, we, uh, you can't forget where you came from. Hey, man, I was talking to mama d minister d today and i said do you remember where we came from do you see how god turned the table do you see how he he rewards his faithful how how, how the message has gotten us through how the praise and the worship has gotten us through some storms and some and got us over some mountains that man can't get over that should can't get over, that D can't get over. And even then, I'm going to leave you with something even deeper. And it says, Matthew 21 and 42, Jesus asked him, have you never read the scripture? 
The very stone which the builders rejected and threw away has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous and wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to another person who will produce the fruit of it. And he who falls upon this stone will be broken to pieces, but he who falls, who it falls upon will be crushed. When the chief and the priest and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood exactly what he was talking, what he was talking about to them. And although they were trying to arrest him, they feared the people because they regarded Jesus as a prophet. Generation XYZ, the message can be hidden. It can be pushed down. Oh, they could even try to destroy it. But Generation XYZ, you got to always remember that God is in control. That he's working this thing out how he sees fit. And even right now, as we get ready to close, I just offer up somebody somewhere the opportunity to come join this team. Oh, yeah, the, ch the chance to come be a part of the greatest kingdom on this side of heaven. Don't celebrate it tomorrow. Don't just celebrate it Sunday. No, we got it. We could start today. And XYZ, if you want to come be a part of this kingdom, if you want to be able to celebrate God every day, not just on a holiday, because here on XYZ, we believe in doing it not only when we up, but when we down too. Speak this over your life. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I have sinned, and I can't, and I can't save myself. Today I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Make me a new creation. Devil, get out of my life. I serve you no longer. Jesus. It's in your name I do pray. Amen. XYZ, whether it's the Passover, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Easter, come be a part of the kingdom. Get that relationship. Because the message that God is trying to send to you might be different from the one he's trying to get through to everybody else. This walk is a one-on-one -on -one walk. Look at Jesus Christ. He went through some things we could never understand. We could never get. But he did it for you. He did it so you could have this opportunity today to see the kingdom. To harvest fruit from the kingdom. To multiply it. And we're going to be okay, Generation XYZ. So we thank you. We appreciate you. We ask that you join us.